1: The author of No Gym Required, strong is the new skinny and badass body goals, Jennifer Cohen continues to pave her own way in the incredibly competitive fitness industry. She is consistently featured in publications like People, Cosmo, and Women's Health, and is a regular contributor for Forbes magazine. She co-founded a fitness app that went to number one on the Apple app, created a line of wellness toning shoes, and even has her own set of DVD workout videos. And to add to this, she has a podcast, a very cool podcast called Habits and Hustle. Now, Habits and Hustle allows Jen to interview thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and pretty much overall really extraordinary people who sit down and show their insight about what have been their hidden aspects to their success and what has allowed them to succeed. So we are going to hit on all of these topics, plus so much more in this edition of Living Your Life with Leanne Lang. So welcome to the show and joining us live from LA, I'm incredibly excited to have Jennifer Cohen on the show with us. Jennifer, it's so nice to see you. And it's hear so you. Nice to
0: see you well, and, and
1: hear me. <laughs> yeah. actually, you too. For a actu- long time. I know. We're actually on Skype doing this, but it's always nice because I have heard your voice over the years. We have kept in touch because yeah. we actually met when you were a guest on my show on C T V Morning Live.
0: Oh my gosh. That was forever ago. Yeah. We did. We met and we hit it off right like right at first glance. And um yeah, that was like what twelve years ago or
1: so. I'm gonna say it's about it's about that time. You had just oh. really hit the pavement with no gym required.
0: That's right. Does that That's sound? Right. I had my shoes, and you had and yes, I had my shoes.
1: So it was really interesting, as you said, because. I, I've, I've interviewed like thousands of people over my career in television. Well, sure. And there have been certain people where I just have met them and immediately had said to myself, oh my God, we could be best friends. So I'm incredibly grateful that we have kept this friendship going. As we mentioned, like over 12 years, just kind of keeping tracks on what each other was doing and where we are in our lives. And I'm incredibly proud of you because you have really Thank taken you. your knowledge, your capacity for health wellness to a totally different level. Did you actually foresee it becoming this big or that there would be this much of a falling for what you do?
0: Um, I guess yes and no. So the reality is this, like my whole philosophy and what I kind of preach and practice is pretty much common sense and also realistic expectations. And I think that eventually, after a while, like the, the fitness business has a lot of ebb and flow. And eventually it finds its level. And I think that's what's happened with all the fads out there and all the different trends. At the end of the day, people need to find things and do things that are realistic for themselves and that they can fit into their lifestyle. And so with every book, every product, everything I've ever really preached, it's been about having realistic expectations, having easy and simple, healthy, like easy and simple solutions to be healthier and fit with no gym required, with Strong as a New Skinny, with my Hot 5 app. It's really given everybody just really simple ways to kind of just do a little bit to get a, like small wins equal like a big change, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, did I think it was going to be uh, this successful? Uh, no and yes at the same time. No, I I, I hoped it. I hope people would kind of like connect and kind of click to what what it is and I'm grateful, and I'm happy that eventually it worked, and it's still now. It's now that's become the trend. I feel
1: well. I think okay. You know what, Jen? Though I mean, we follow each other on Instagram, and I think what's amazing what you've done is that when you talk about connecting, I think you connect with so many people on so many different levels. You know, you can do the workout that you know you've got the kids running upstairs, and you've got a couple (laughs) minutes, and you need to do something, uh, and you've got that example, and then you've got you know your supermodel, you know, celebrity. Should I say clients and Cli- my clientele, <laughs> clientele uh, that you know that are coming in and have just the most beautiful, stunning bodies, and and you know they're trying to stay in shape to be able to w- walk the runway. And I think there's the appeal that you can have it at, at certain ages, and we are over a certain age, the two of us, that you can yes, still aspire to have health and wellness and to feel good and to look good and and not to treat it like as we get older, we should, you know, oh, well, it's because we're getting older. We want to be able to extend our health and feel good. And you've kind of paving the way for that to happen as That's we age.
0: That's so nice. That's such a nice thing. And I take that as a big compliment. Thank you for saying that. Um First of all, I think what you said was, is very true. And I think living in a Mecca like Los Angeles, where uh, a lot of things are about, there's a lot of ages, like ageism here about if you turn, if you hit a certain age, then you're basically done. Um, So you, you, you kind of get that more here than you would anywhere else in the world. Um, And I also think that it's interesting because I, I feel like as I got older, I was I got more fit and I got better with age and I still feel inside like a 25 year old and I'm sure you feel see, the same way too
1: right and and the thing is is that I see that in you and I think you see that in me and even when we're doing things i I still do i don't I, i'd say I'm more like 28 i I, I give you 25 i yeah, give you. Yeah, <laughs>
0: You're right. 25 is maybe pushing it. I would say 28 to 30. I mean, we're both like, what? I'm 43. You're what?
1: 45? I'm, oh, I'm going to be 44. Yeah. So we're, we're pretty oh, close. You're, oh, you're 44. I'm 43 you're, right I'm, now. As we're taping this, I'm 43.
0: Yes. Okay, fine. The, my point is, the, what, I, what I believe and what I think is that age is really just a number. And if you are consistent with a lifestyle that you only can get better with age, just like a wine or a cheese for that matter, Right. Uh, and I, I really think that it's about making small changes, about kind of owning what age you are, and then basically be, get, getting to be that best version of yourself. I mean, I'm not preaching if you're if you're 50, try to be 20. But what I'm saying is make make it so you you're consistent with whatever whatever health or fitness um, I, I guess plan you're doing or whatever. It's about consistency to kind of get results over time, long term. And that's what I've done. And the funny thing is a lot of my clientele or people I deal with are across the board. They're not all 40s. They're not all 50s. I cater to a very young clientele as well because it's also they see people as role models. Like, wow, if I do this, if I can, if I can kind of like adopt these, um, these life changes or these healthy habits, so to speak, mm-hmm. at a younger age, that's what I. They, it's an it's an aspiration, inspiration thing that they can they too could be this way. So I really try to be that as well. I try to like I try to practice what I preach. I and I and I try to do what I say and say what I do.
1: I'm going to get back into how you got into this, because I think your story is and kind of your own transformation is really quite brilliant. But when you're named one of the 100 most influential people in health and fitness, you've got there's a there's a responsibility that comes with Mm -hmm. it. And for me, reading a book that says strong is the new skinny is the epitome of that, because it's about women or people feeling strong and not necessarily always how we look.
0: Absolutely. Well, first of all, that that was very that was very intentional. I always like to give people. I feel I believe having a goal that's actually accessible and um, realistic is much easier than something that's daunting. So, what I what I mean by that is everybody can be strong if you work hard and have consistency and. Do the work, you could be strong or get stronger and stronger as you go. But not everybody could be skinny. Skinny to me is very much about genetics, and it's not exactly what I consider to be attractive, right? But everyone can be strong, everyone can work to a goal to be stronger. And like I said, not everyone could be skinny. So why not start from a place of positivity and why not start from a place of something that you can do? And that kind of feeling of, yes, I can, or, yeah, that's possible, is much more uh, motivating at the end of the day than something that you kind of feel like you're never going to be able to attain. And my message in that also is that when you're stronger, when you feel mentally strong, you feel you can physically do more and vice versa. If you physically feel like you are getting stronger, it gives you more mental strength, more self-esteem, more confidence to kind of push. So for me, fitness has always been a way to help people with goal setting, with discipline for other areas of their life. Like it's just like a microcosm in a way to, to everything else, the way, how you, how you approach your fitness goals is how you're going to approach your other personal and professional goals. And I know I do a lot about talking about that a lot Mm -hmm. on the speaking circuit that, um, I do believe when people take their fitness somewhat seriously, it bleeds into all different areas of their life like i said it teaches them like they can push past a certain boundary they can they can reach a different they they can push past what they thought they can do mentally or physically they feel that confidence to 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 do the same in any other area of their life
1: I think mindset has also become something that's much more prevalent in yes. what you're doing and what you're preaching. And even listening to some of the guests that you have on your own podcast, a lot of it comes down to mindset and shifts in behavior to yes. be able to kind of get the domino effect going for any transformation.
0: Well, everything is about mindset to me. The fitness, like anything else, like my my podcast is really about people's habit and hustle to be successful in every walk of life, Right. Um, and I guess you know not to sound so like Instagram hashtag, but leveling up their life right because it 's about building positive habits, and how do you build positive habits by and how do you build positive habits it 's about changing your mindset and working on mentally mentally strengthening your your outlook your the way you think and what you say to yourself and so to me, that is really the crux of all of this. And that's why my podcast is about that. My column in Forbes is about that. Everything I really practice, it's really not about how to do a perfect squat. Because to me, it's not about a squat or a lunge. It's really about um, the behavior of no, convincing yourself that you can do that. Because that to me is like the, the easy part. To do an actual exercise is the easy part. The hard part is ch- changing your behavior, changing your patterns, changing... Um, the way you think about certain things to make you propel and push towards those
1: things. It's interesting. I think one of your podcasts was is his, was his name Brian Kane, the um, yeah, like the performance entry. coach, good right? You. Well, because yes. as you, as you were talking about that, I remember listening to it, and his big thing was getting up and making your bed. Yeah, you know, That's as not... uh, it's it no,
0: was going to say something, but go oh
1: ahead. yeah, no, 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 go because it, it's such a simple thing to do, and yet for some, it's it changes and shifts the way they think and attack the day, and for others, I mean. I have yet to make my bed in the morning, but listening right, to right, it, right. I'm like, I get it. Like, I, I really should be doing that. But what was what was the thinking and what did you take from that?
0: So first of all, I think, well, Brian wasn't the first to say that. He was just kind of saying that for himself as well. There's a whole book, mm-hmm. a New York Times bestseller called Make Your Bed, right? But it's about starting off your day with doing something productive and in a routine. And that's really what the message was. It's like, if you start off doing something that's, you know, part of like, Keeping, I, I think, having your be- making your bed, um, making your bed was about like productivity, and starting off the day on the right foot. And I and I, what we talked about, and what I talk about tons is that having a ve- having a morning routine is a very very good way of starting with building your mindset, building a healthy mindset, an elite mindset. So the whole thing is about having an elite mindset versus an average mindset. And there's like little tricks into that of how to develop that. So if you don't have an elite mindset, so to speak, there's ways and tips and tricks to kind of get there. So it's possible for everybody. And like I said, having a routine in the morning to kind of put you on track and to kind of get you to to be the best version, so to speak, of yourself is really what um, that was all about and what we talk about all the time. And what you'll notice is on, on all my guests... Um, that I have, because like I said, it's all about like the successful habits of very successful people. Everybody has a very specific and a very tight morning routine. Be it, be it med- meditate if they meditate, if they work out, they have certain things. There's like, and I've noticed with Forbes, my Forbes column, when I, when I cover there, and in my podcast, there's a, there's a through line. There's a through line with that. People, there's certain things that of people do to get that success to kind of keep them on track to get them to that place
1: okay let me ask you what's your morning routine then
0: my routine and I'm very very specific too like some people depending on who you are would look at me and be like oh my god she's like a crazy person but for me it like it basically like it, it it grounds me and makes me feel like okay I did that get that checked off the the list so uh, hydration. So I'm not a person who loves to drink water. I don't love the taste of water. So I had to figure out little hacks to make myself drink more water. So every morning before I get out of bed, oh sorry, every morning before I go get out of bed and then go downstairs to make breakfast for my kids or for myself, I, I will not let myself leave my room until I drink one glass of room temperature water. So I always will have a glass of room temperature water by my bed in the morning. I chug that that every morning Then I go downstairs and before I do anything else, I have another glass of water so that that way I know I'm already down for two glasses of water. So that way I'm getting my hydration in. So I already, I built that into my day, right? So with everybody, everybody has like things and everyone has things about them that they're, that there's like their Achilles heel or things that they're not great at. So having that self-awareness of knowing where you can improve in simple ways And then acting on that stuff is, is imperative. So for me, it's that. So then after that, I have the same breakfast every single day. I've had the same breakfast for 20 something years, which was, which are, um, I have egg whites with two yolks mixed, you know, basically scrambled with eggs. So I have a very specific breakfast. Now, why do I do that? Because I don't want to think about something that takes up space in my brain. So the the more you can put on autopilot. So you don't have to like worry yourself about what am I going to eat? How many calories is it? Am I going to overeat for breakfast? And then I'm going to feel guilty the rest of the day. Take that and eliminate that from your brain. So for me, because I love food so much and I, and that would be an ism for me. I make sure that I have the same breakfast every day and that, that way it starts me off right. I feel healthy. I feel I did something good for my body. I ate protein. I had my, I, I had my water, blah, 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 blah. I make my kids my, their lunches for the day. And then I'm, I make sure that I do some kind of exercise before I even take a meeting or get my day going. That to me is very important. I don't care if it's 10 minutes. I don't care if it's 30 minutes. I have to, I have to move and I have to sweat.
1: So will you, do like, that, will you do that in the house then?
0: Yeah, I would. Listen, depending on what I have scheduled. Mm-hmm. But I won't schedule anything until I know that I've done that. So I'm with I that too. Yeah, so if I have an early morning meeting or I have an early client or something like that, I will know that and I will wake up an hour early to get that done because I know myself and I know I won't be as good, I won't be as as on point, I won't be as sharp until I know I get those certain things taken like checked off the list. So I will sweat and I per, like I prefer to do at least 30 minutes but if i get if I only can do twenty minutes, I'm okay with that, but I have to sweat, and I have to like I have to get those things done
1: there so, was a reason why we were why we hit it off like the minute we met each other, yeah, because <laughs> it's like every, a, I, I'm listening to myself
0: and, No, know it's true though, but you know what's really funny it's like like minded right mm-hmm. like there's we we got along really well because we're very similar, and that's why I feel happy. they feel like you know, you end up gravitating to people that A, are similar to you, right? Because they say you're the, you are the combination of the people, the five people Mm -hmm. that are around you the most, right? So A, we're not around each other the most, but I bet you if we were, if we lived closer in proximity, we'd probably hang out a lot because we, water finds its level, right? So I'm not surprised to hear that you do the same thing. I'm the
1: same, you know, and and I'll think ahead to the day. I'm like, okay, so if my meeting's at this time, then I need to get the workout done before, you know, and so absolutely. I got to go earlier. I, I think about that. Like when I'm planning my day, it's like when in this day am I going to get that workout in so that I feel like I'm productive and mentally sane. I, for me, it's my, I feel the endorphin release. And everyone's me like, too. how do you do it? I'm like, because I love the endorphin release that I get when I know I'm about to work out or after a workout. I just know for me, it's it's a chemical thing. I I, I just function so it, much better having had the endorphin release uh, from absolutely. a workout. Now were you, and, and by, Yeah.
0: and also I was going to say, you know, the the, the connection between exercise and cognitive ability, there's been plenty of research on this, that your cognitively, your brain functions at like what? I think like 400% or something like that better when you exercise. So if I know I'm gonna go into the day and I have meetings and I have to deal with people and I have to be sharp and on point, why would I not allow myself that ability? Why would I, I, would, I want to put my best foot forward for myself, for other people. I'm a better mom. I'm a better business person. I'm a better wife when I actually do this. So why would I compromise that? It doesn't make any sense to me.
1: You're usually, to, do most of your ideas come to you sometimes when you're in a run or in a workout? Absolutely. I find my best ideas come when I'm at the oh, gym. Oh, 100%. Late.
0: When I don't work out, when I don't work out, I, I feel sluggish. I feel like I'm not as, like, sharp.
1: Does your husband you know? call you a bitch if you don't work out? Oh,
0: I am. Yeah, see? Oh, Everyone does. <laughs> it's not exact. just him. I mean, yeah. it's, like a, it's like a known thing. Yeah. Absolutely. We are the same person, so, Jen. We listen, are the same. I, okay. I, I think that yeah. that's – I'm okay with that.
1: No, absolutely. Okay. I want to take yeah. it back a little bit because I want I want people to understand how one gets to this place because you've interviewed so many people on the podcast, you know, talking about what was their success and how they did it. And I know in the podcast you always have this Keanu moment, right? As to what yes. it was or what, you know, shifted Good or girl. changed something. So, I want to bring people back because I haven't mentioned actually that you're Canadian, which is yes. why why we even have even more of a connection.
0: And, and by the way, I was born in Ottawa, but whatever, yeah, that's
1: I see I didn't know that, that part.
0: You did it. I was born in Ottawa, and then I moved to Winnipeg, and then Toronto, but yeah.
1: Okay. See? Canadians are going to love you. So, <laughs> you were you always active, healthy, athletic? Like, what was the background?
0: Um, no. I mean, I was, not I wasn't. I guess I was to some extent, but the reality was I was a big, I loved food, and I needed to find a way to kind of balance out my love for food, um, with something else or else I would have literally been like 600 pounds. I mean, that's really the reality of it. Like I, I, everything with me, everything in my family life was all about socializing around food. We're Jewish, you you know, like, you know, everything was like, Oh, blah, 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 Let's go, let's, let's eat. And then you eat copious amounts of food. So I'm conditioned that way already. So that's kind of how it really kind of started with me. I, I thought, okay, you know, and then what happened also, was I noticed I wasn't, you know, I, I felt like as I started to do it, I found myself getting more self-confident about myself. I found that I was a little bit more uh, secure and self-assured. And I feel like fitness kind of helped transform me a little bit, you know, from like being like this, like, um, you know, a little, you know, like an average girl, like whatever, going to, you know, doing whatever I was doing to really feeling like i've i i grew within myself actualize more because i started to get a lot more like i said secure and confident because i felt like i was getting stronger i felt like i was like i said earlier pushing through i was goal setting and i was pushing through those goals so it kind of it kind of like propelled itself in a way in a positive way and that's why i'm a real, i'm a big proponent of this and that's why i think it's really important for people at a at a younger age to start finding finding their finding fitness in some way i don't care what it is if it's a if it's a sport if it's dancing if it's just exercise but but doing something because the other attributes the other things that the the other positive things that happen from it are just incredible
1: you became more confident confident enough to be able to walk up to an a-list celebrity and say i need your help was that basically the Keanu? yeah canary leaves where yeah. were you and what yeah. happened
0: so, oh my gosh, so when I was 19, was it 19, I, around 19, I had this idea in my head that I wanted to be, and I, it's funny, I'm telling this story to you, you'll understand because of the Canadian, I wanted to be a much music VJ at the time, and, you know, it was very competitive, and, you know, that was the job to have, and I thought, hmm, how am I going to get myself noticed as an, in an audition, or to even be even, potentially even, uh, even considered, so I thought to myself, huh, I, if I got an audition tape that was really eye-catching, like having someone like Keanu Reeves on it, that would, put, that would make me stand out more. And so Keanu was, uh, coincidentally, he was performing in Hamlet right after Speed in, in Winnipeg. And I just got this harebrained idea to basically stand outside of the theater, wait for him, and basically ask him to help me out which, you know, everyone laughed at me for and thought that was ridiculous and blah, 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 blah. And it would never happen. And I didn't really listen to anybody at that time. I did it. I stood out there for two hours in the cold. He came out, um, everybody was like crowding around him. And I just basically like weaseled my way right to him. And I tapped him on the shoulder. And, you know, he said to me, yeah, if you want an autograph, you should wait in line. And I said, well, I'm, I don't want an autograph. That's not going to really help me out much. But, you know, what would help me is if you can help me audition for this job I want by letting me interview you. And he was, like, perplexed. And I said, I'm serious. Your autograph doesn't do anything for me. So he was so confused. He just told me to give me, give him his my number. So I wrote my number on a piece of um, on a gum wrapper that some girl had with eyeliner or something. Gave it to him. I went back to school. Everyone laughed at me. Ah, you're so ridiculous! And then two or three days later, he actually called me, and uh, to to everyone's you know complete surprise.
1: And I, nineteen. What do you do when your phone rings and it's like, "Hi, is Jen there? It's Keanu Reeves."
0: Well, ask my mom. My mom answered at the time. People had like answering machines. We still had
1: phones that were in their kitchen that were attached to the wall. Exactly right.
0: And on top of that, not only that, like we had those voice, those like answer machines, you gotta leave a message. My mom answered the phone, and, and my mom was like, he's like, hi, is it was on? Because you know, my mom answered, I had my own line. Yeah, I was living at home, you know, your yep. parents have a line, yes. you have a line. But my mother answered my line because it was ringing so much. And so she's, it was, she answered it right on the last rings. Uh, she's like, hello. And he's like, um, hello, is Jennifer there? And, and my mom's like, no, she's at school who's this? And he said, "Who?" he's like, oh, it's Keanu. And she's like, Keanu, who call back and leave a message. And like, she like hung up <laughs> on him. And then like, he left a mess, like he called back, left a message. And I called him back, like freaking like going crazy, hysterical. And next thing you know, like, you know, uh, I, I picked by him up in my mom's Cutlass Supreme. And we went back to my house. And like two days later, and I interviewed him for like three hours with like very amateur with like all my friends like on their you know on their little camcorders and we edited it together and yeah it was like a crazy experience and that kind of really helped build my confidence further right so it actually just showed me that you know anything is possible you have to give it you got you got to like you got to like give anything a shot if you just try you never know the worst that can happen is if someone says no but have t- some kind of tenacity in the world uh, because that's when things really do like that. Th- those are the, those are the moments that actually define who you are and take you on a different path because if fact that regardless of what happened with the story, like, you know, did I get the job? No, but I became runner up by the way, for much music. I, someone, I lost it out to another girl, but what it showed me was that, you know, your life could take on a whole different traje- trajectory by taking a chance and from that moment on, I never, ever let no or that's hard or that's impossible stand in my way. Even if there's many doors I've had shut on me, and believe me, I've had a many a doors shut on me, I don't let that deter me. I'll find a window to get in. I'll, you know, dig a tunnel. But I, I really, I feel like any, if, if it can happen to that Joe Blow, mm-hmm. it can happen to me. So why not even give it a chance? It's, and that's what happened.
1: I, I love the story. And I think I love the fact that you asked that story to all of the guests that you have, right? Like what? Because everyone's going to have their own Keanu moment. Have you been surprised by other so. people's?
0: Um,
1: or, or do you no, find, I, let me ask you this, or do you yeah. find that everyone has one? I feel
0: like, I think either people haven't, ha- some of the people haven't had theirs yet. But I feel like everyone has a moment in their life where that, like that, like a pivotal moment where it changed the way they thought to uh, or, or did something where they, they became successful or that, that in, in any way, it doesn't have to be monetary financially, but like, you know, they've had that, I, you know, let's say Oprah calls it that aha moment. I call it my Keanu moment mm-hmm. because it was that it was in that moment that I re- recognize and realized how what what you could do to kind of get, you know, to kind of move move forward. And I think everyone has them. It's depending on if you noticed, or if you recognize that's your moment,
1: if you were aware of it at the time.
0: At you are aware of it at the time, so yeah exactly,
1: and you've had and I know how you were talking about how you've you know knocked on doors and had a ton close on you, and then you decided to sometimes have to dig a tunnel. I want to fast forward a little bit because I find this story, and as we get back into health wellness and, and and kind of what allows people to to live better lives, you know you were back working in the music industry but then left and became a, a trainer, like there was an interest in personal training and getting yourself um you,
0: yeah so you, let me let me yeah I'll do it, p- it because because
1: it comes back right like it goes yeah, from yeah, you, yeah. you go in a full circle so I'll let I'll, the I'll the let circle. you do it quickly so, yeah
0: so I when I moved to Toronto initially after Winnipeg I got my first I, I went to get my ba- I got my bachelor's in Winnipeg moved to Toronto my first job and this is apropos right now for so that's why I'm mentioning mm-hmm. it my first job was with the Toronto Raptors that was <sighs> my first job my first how proud real, are you right now co- yeah right um, so like that to me was my first corporate job, you know, not working at a restaurant as a waiter or waitress, or, you know, selling, I used to sell like party goods at a party store or orange Julius or whatever the hell I was doing. Right. Um, that was my first job. And by the way, the way I got that job was very similar to how up got the whole Keanu Reeves thing. I didn't take no for an answer. and They didn't want to hire me. So after that, uh, Toronto Raptors job, um, I actually decided to go back to school to get my business degree. And um, what happened was I did so well at the Raptors, they were going to hold the job for me. Um, Again, goes to show you that they didn't want, I I believed in myself when they didn't believe in me and I ended up crushing the job. And I went back thinking I was going to go back to the Raptors. And then when I was in the, in the, in the program um, I got a job offer to work for a record label for BMG music um, and which I loved and when i did that that became like again i was doing the same stuff um i was doing marketing and when i moved to la i actually got a job with in la for sony music for another um record label called immortal which was part of sony and I was I was on it. I was on a fast track. I was doing very very well. I was making a lot of money. I was living the life. I was in L.A. and in, in Santa Monica, biking to work every day. And then the music took a turn, and the music world took a turn. And that's when, you know, iPods and I, you know, the whole the whole Apple became right. iTunes. Like when right? HMV
1: so every, started to be on the down or Tower exactly, Records was on the, the down HMV spiral. Tower mm-hmm. Records,
0: you got it, you got it, you got it. Um, but at the, jo- at the job I was at, it was much more um, about talent and marketing the talent, blah, blah blah. Now I could have stayed at the job; it was taking a turn, but it was it was still it was about. They wanted now to shift me to do marketing uh, online for these bands versus uh, marketing um, like like street level, you know, like mm-hmm. street marketing, right? Um, and or and kind of more like artist relations. And I was like, you know, I don't really love the whole technology thing. Yeah. You can understand that.
1: <laughs> we right? had that chat prior to this yeah, podcast. We had that. Yes.
0: <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I'm young. I li- I'm living in LA. I'm going to take a chance. I quit my job and I'm like, I always loved fitness, but the problem was now I'm living in LA. I'm on a working visa because I'm not technically allowed to work for anything, but where I was got my visa because they sponsored me because mm-hmm. when you move from Canada to the U S obviously right. you have to have a working visa. You can't just like show up here. So I'm like, okay, so what am I going to do now? I always loved health. I loved fitness. Um, So I decided to become, I decided to go back and and get like my, my first training certification. And so when I did that, I'm like, okay, now what, you know? So what I did was after I got my first, you know, training certification, instead of working at a gym where I didn't technically even have, I wasn't legal, right? I went back to the record labels that I had relationships with. And kind of repositioned my position. So I knew in the record world how marketing budgets work, how the corporate structure works, who had the budget where and how talent was. So I kind of just created my own position for myself, went to the head of one of the first labels was MCA um, Records. And I basically made myself a label trainer. So I, I basically pitched myself as, hey, you know what? I know these, I know how to work with talent. I know how the money works. Put me on retainer and I will train all your talent before they go do a music video or before they go on tour. And that's really how I kind of like created my business. So I got one label and I started working with them and, you know, thankfully and fortunately it went well and I'm getting paid now if the talent shows up or not because I'm making a monthly retainer versus having a cap where If you're a regular trainer at a gym, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you make a certain amount of money and then you're capped. So this way, I know how much I'm not capped. So uh, that's how I really started. So I had one one label and then because my reputation was good, I was recommended and referred. And I got two labels, three labels, and I kind of started building a business around that. And that's really Mm -hmm. how I... I was like became a trainer and then from there.
1: Okay, wait, wait, are there, am I going to go look back on music videos and look at some of these artists and go, ah, that was Jen's work right there for that. Yeah, uh, yeah." you probably
0: (laughs) will. I mean, I, I, the ones I only did were like the young girls. That was really my forte was the young girls. So, um, yeah, I wasn't doing like Usher, but, uh, I had a lot of young talent and, uh, I really enjoyed working with the young girls and I, because It was twofold. It wasn't that I was just a trainer, but it was important for when you sign. is a little tidbit of information for you. When you're signing young talent to a label or anything, you have to get their parents to okay everything. Everything goes through the parents as well. Then that would teach the girls not just about exercise, but like body image, taking care of themselves, having confidence, because it was more than just about having abs, you know, like and um, so that's why the role for me, I, I really, I really took it on and I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I just started, I built my business based around that.
1: It built, you started to write, you then had... Well, I
0: I wrote later. I mean, that's when I, I believe I met you before that. Um, No, after that. I was after that because I I already, you already
1: had no gym required, was already...
0: Right. So I, so that, right. So after all of that, I had a bunch of different um, partnerships with different like... um, different fitness and uh, health stuff. Then I moved back to Canada for a few years and built No Gym Required there. That's really what I... And so because I had, I, I was the spokesperson or I was the face of Licenza Spirit. Do you guys still have that We there? do,
1: yeah. is still up. At, well, I'm not sure Licenza Spirit, but is still going strong. I think really? I'm wearing a Licenza bra right now. Let me. Yep, yep. I'm you wearing Licenza okay, well, right I, now.
0: So I did a lot of work with them um, and this is a good story. I did a lot of work with them on the on the fitness side. Lucenza Spirit was like uh the fitness clothing for them. but on the posters or where I was doing my stuff, I had my name uh auto i i i basically printed um, re- wrote up my name on the on the big billboards out and just by coincidence was a billboard was right in front of my, a publishing house that they would go to work every day and the head of the publishing company would see my picture with my, my autograph um, on the picture. So he was like, hmm, Jennifer Cohen, Jennifer Cohen, Jennifer. He saw all the time. So when I pitched my book to this publishing company, they bought it based on the fact that it had such name recognition because they saw it all the time. And that's when I had no, that's when I started Based that on friend. a
1: billboard of a picture of you doing with Th- LaSenta. They saw it all oh the God. time. You've had a so really they, good domino effect of good karma. Am I allowed no, to say that? No, I have
0: that? not. Act- I, but you can say that, but I don't think it's true. I think that, I shouldn't say it's no, I have not. I would say that for every success, I've had a mm-hmm. hundred failures. So like people tend to focus on the success and I understand why, but every, uh, nothing has been like a cakewalk. It wasn't like I just walked into like luck. I feel like what it's, I created most of the opportunity because I was such a, you know, I was such a driven, I still am like an animal in a way where I created all my own successes. I don't feel like I was... No one ever, like, handed me something. It wasn't like, oh, just that. Like, when I was doing my contract, I was very, very specific that I wanted to have my name on those posters because I, if unless I did that, I would be like every other Yahoo, right, who just, like, does work and they don't get recognized for it. So I was a, I, I was a little thoughtful. I'm like, okay, how do I make sure that, that that can stand out a little bit? And so that's when I thought about having my name on it. Mm-hmm. And then – You know, believe me, I asked, I went through a lot of publishers and, you know, I had a lot of rejections too. Just when I hit that one, he was like, ah, actually I saw your name, you
1: know, what do you want people to take from no gym required? Because I use the hashtag no gym required all the time when I'm doing home workouts, but do you, do you believe that, that people can attain, uh, being fit and feeling healthy without having to, you know, purchase or invest in gym memberships?
0: Absolutely. In fact, actually, I think a lot of times you could be even healthier. You could be more fit because the time it takes people to go to the gym, park their car, you know, go on the you know workout, come home, all that time, that extra time spent going and coming and parking, you could be actually exercising and working out. So I I feel like it's, it's absolutely you could you can be just as you could be just as fit. And it's about a, again. It's all about the mindset. It's about getting into a habit, getting into a ritual. You know, I love the gym. I'm never going to say I don't like the gym. But I mean, if you don't have access, if you don't like it, if you can't afford it, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. And that's my hope. That's why with no gym, no gym required, it's all about giving people it's the anytime, anywhere, no excuses mentality right? You can, you can be just as fit at home. You can there's a million workouts. You don't even have to use my workouts in the books or whatever. You could just go on YouTube, but today it's very different. There's free stuff Absolutely. everywhere.
1: You can go there's, on Instagram. I mean, there's a thousand Instagram. workouts for you. Okay. Then what would you say would be your top, what, if you have no gym, right? And you're going into your basement and you're leaving the kids screaming upstairs or doing whatever, <laughs> what would be the five things that you would suggest people invest in to have to be able to use in their basement or in their garage, wherever it is they're going to do it. What would you say?
0: Okay, great question. Okay, number one, I love having just a few size dumbbells. You have like a five pair, a five pound, ten pound, fifteen pound. So you can do a lot of just stuff like that. You can have and you can do almost everything. You can do squats, lunges, push ups, rows, blah blah blah. There's a million things mm-hmm. you can do: bicep curls, uh, um, overhead rows. Okay, that's one. Does that count as one or three?
1: No, that counts as one.
0: Okay. I also love having sliders or you can use towels, right? Mm -hmm. To kind of do a lot of different movements. You can do a lot of core work with that. You can do a lot of like lateral movements, a lot of stability work. And that's, again, almost, it could be either three by using two towels or you could use
1: sliders. I'm going to mention, yes. So I say sliders, towels on hardwood. And if you have carpet, use uh, plastic uh, plates. Or Frisbees. Absolutely. Those yeah, will work on a, on a carpet. So that's, I always tell people that, right? On the two different yeah, surfaces, you can find something that'll slide.
0: And you know this stuff because you do all your little mm-hmm. workouts on your Instagram constantly and you're a big fitness person. So you, you get that. Um, I also love bands. I love the band that you can put around your ankles and do walkouts for your outer thighs. You can do a lot of different movements with those. So those bands that you put, um, there's two different bands. You can use those bands Um, for your lower body, you can also grab a couple of, um, regular, uh, resistant, not regular resistance, you know, ones with the handlebars Mm -hmm. in it and do a lot of upper body work with those as well. Um, and what else would I use? Basically, do you like a
1: ball, uh, an exercise ball, a BOSU ball? I,
0: I mean, listen, I have, I have those, I have all of them. I have a BOSU ball. I have an exercise ball. I also have medicine balls, but I do like, I do like the medicine balls, but it's not, the, it's not necessary. You can do just as much with those sliders and those, and those, um, those bands and with weights. I'd rather invest in another size of weights because as you get stronger, you mm-hmm. can increase the weight.
1: So that's where you would that's say the investment, say. the investment, if you have one is to invest on saving for additional weights, I additional weight so. on the weights. Okay. I like that. Well, listen.
0: I mean, you can say, I mean, I can say here, oh, go buy a BOSU ball. I love the BOSU ball because it's you can challenge yourself with stability and other stuff. And you can do a lot of different stuff with it. But reality is, like, ideally, if you get into the habit and do it consistently, you, you are going to get stronger. And I do believe in challenging yourself. So, like, Go from going 5, 10, 15 and get a pair of 20-pound weights. Mm-hmm. Use that investment on that because you could be much more creative with 20 pounds. You could do a lot of other work with those weights. Like you could do a lot of Russian twists for your obliques. There's, a lot, there's lots of stuff you can do.
1: How often do you change up your workouts? And I think – or even the workouts for your clients, right? I, there's muscle memory. And so how often are you changing or shocking your own system?
0: That's a great question. Um, I, the, you know, like everything, I'm going to be honest, you know, when you're busy, and you know, you have to like, just, you know, have to like, get it in. A lot of times you go back to what you're comfortable with, right? And what you're good at, right? So you do the same things. But I would say I, I try to change things up by doing a couple different things. I try to change not just the exercise I'm doing, but I try to change the length of time I'm doing the exercise. So don't always do. 10 reps of something or 12 reps of something right change the amount so if you're going to be doing let's say a squat don't just always do three sets of 10 change like do like two sets of 30 and push yourself that way i'm just making that up Mm -hmm. um so changing the amount of time okay that you're doing something the amount of reps that you're doing something um and the, that's basically how you can also tweak it and change it and change the amount of weight. So like if you're, if you're going to go heavy, then maybe one, go heavy one day with lower reps and then another day go a lot, a lot, tons of reps but low weight. So your body never really knows what you're doing. So you can still be creative and give yourself muscle, muscle confusion by doing the same basic exercises by changing other variables.
1: What do you think? What would you say are the critical factors why people give up? When people just say, "I've tried, it doesn't work," I'm not doing this. Why do people fail?
0: What do I think the the reasons are? Yes, they don't see themselves. They don't see any. They don't. They don't see their results and they don't, they don't see progression. The, mo- the best motivating factor in continuing with any program is seeing yourself progress and seeing an actual result. So what I say to people all the time is that's why it's super important to journal everything. Because if you don't journal things, sometimes you, ha- you don't see your progress in real time because you just don't realize and recognize it. But if you, if you write things down, and see how you actually progress from day one to day 20 or day 10,
1: I think you'd be very surprised. But wouldn't you say that most people only look at success or progression They're, by the way that they look, the way absolutely. that their clothes feel, the way, you know, I don't at, ever at get on time, a scale. I don't even own one. But I think a lot of people still put pressure on themselves as to what the the number says on the scale.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true, too. So. Then um, that happens, and I think that the, what you have to re- realize is that it, it happens at different times. Like, there's a book out there called *Atomic Habits*, and it's a, I like love it because things happen very. Sometimes things happen in that one percent, and that like the point is that sometimes you may not see that 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 result or see your weight change um, instantaneously, or even in the time when you feel you're working really hard, and then one day, boom. You see it, you feel like nothing's happening. And then one day it's like when an ice cube is there and then all of a sudden it's melted. Like, you know, like it's, it's not moving, it's not changed, it's not changed. And then all of a sudden it melts. I think that you have to kind of, it's more about, about your brain. Again, it's all about your mindset. It's about like convincing yourself to stay with something to be consistent because consistency wins every time. Consistency wins over intensity every time. So even if you do just a little bit every day, I promise you, you are going to have results, but you can't give up because typically people give up right before they get that result, like just that little because they they can't take it anymore. So if you could just like to push yourself to kind of stay with it, I think that it would be surprising to most people what happens.
1: And I only have you for a couple more minutes. So I, I want to hit on, you know, we've talked on the physical aspect and the mindset, but a lot of it comes down to what we nourish and put in our bodies and food. And so mm-hmm. I'm I'm assuming that most of the work that you're doing with, with the clients that you do have, no matter what you're doing with them in the gym, the massive changes are going to come with what they're eating.
0: Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the reality is like 80% of it is diet. So... If, and that's why I say journaling is very important too, right? Because then you're actually physically seeing or you're visually seeing what you're doing and what you're not doing. Because paper doesn't lie, unless you're lying to yourself and not writing it down. But the reality is what you eat is what will get you, What that, that that's what gets you the results. Fit, working out helps tone and helps with the mindset and the endorphin rush and everything else. But it's very important to be very diligent of what you're eating. And you should be eating... 80% of the time, very clean and give yourself a little bit of a grace period, 20% of the time. But what you eat is what's going to change your body.
1: What are your top five favorite things to eat?
0: Oh God. Um, I, I'm a see. I already know you have
1: gonna, your, your two eggs and then your egg yolk in the morning. I know, have yeah. no, not,
0: I've got more than I have like three, I have like five eggs by the way, but six eggs. Um, I think I love salmon, I think because I love fat. I don't think fat makes you fat. I think sugar makes you fat, first of all. Um, I love salmon. I love fruit, probably too much. If I kind of cut down the fruit a little bit, it'd be better, but I love fruit. Um, I love salmon. I love asparagus and red peppers. Um, I love spaghetti squash. Um I love chicken, um as you can tell, I'm not a vegan.
1: no, you got your meat well any and we know that you love salmon because you've probably said it like four times, so I'm like, you really <laughs> definitely love your salmon um okay, and what would be your indulgence?
0: Oh, I love french fries and pizza, That's
1: and you allow yourself do you enjoy stuff. like you allow it it's there's permission for what you to be that? able to you like there's permission for it right oh. like enjoy it
0: yeah, I mean um. It's really, yeah, I think it's important to kind of give yourself like a break. You can't be, you can't be perfect all the time. And with me anyway, like um, I give myself a little bit of leeway just because the truth is when I'm so clean, your body gets really used to that too. You got to confuse your body a little bit with food as well.
1: Oh, I like that. I'm going to confuse my body by having that chips and dip that I love. For me, it's chips and dip. Yeah. I can't get enough of it. Okay. And I'm really, I want people to be able to go and listen to some of the podcasts that you have for um, Habits and Hustle. Uh, Dennis Rodman's been on there. You've had some really amazing guests. Have, what have you learned the most from your guests? You know
0: what? I've learned, I learned that um, with everybody, it's really about putting in the work. Like, I don't think I've really had anybody come on and be like, yeah, it just happened for me. Like, uh, anyway, in prof- uh, anything fitness-wise, business-wise, whatever. What I've learned is that people who get results put in the hours and put in the time, period. Um, that's number one. I, also, I would also have learned is people all have a very specific routine, like I told you. I'm, I kind of was mentioning that, like, none of this is rocket science. At the end of the day, it's not that anyone is necessarily smarter than the other person or uh, gifted in one way or another or more talented. It really is about like what people don't find so sexy is the fact is like you got to like put in the work, put in the consistency, have like have, have like parameters for you to be successful. No matter what your parameters are like, know your know your blind spots and then fill them in with other ways to kind of like so, so, to make you not derail yourself, have people around you who help you in the ba- areas that you are not so great at, like kind of like, I guess at the end of the day, have enough self-awareness and be realistic with who you are to then become successful in any area you can. So if you don't love working out, find an accountability partner, find a workout buddy, you know, If you're not good with the computer and technology, find somebody who's really great with that and make them your partner. You know, balance out your weaknesses, I guess, is my point.
1: I could talk to you forever. Except that I'm looking at the clock going, she has got to get into an important lunch in a couple of minutes. So oh, uh, in how to be able to kind of round this up, I want people to be able to, um, this still still out there, and I still, I, st- I think your book is actually still on my bookcase in my bedroom. But there's <laughs> the No Gym Required, I Love the Concept of Strong is the New Skinny, and the Badass Body Goals uh, is the, the journal. That journal is, is currently out. You've had, right. um, am I allowed to say, like, there's been a number of celebrities, models. Yeah, no, a uh, lot know. of
0: people who like, yeah, a lot of celebrities. I know you're going to say Ariana, so you can go ahead. But. Am I allowed
1: to say because I saw like I was like watching something. And I'm like Ariana Grande sitting there with you talking about your book or talking about the exercises or something. And I'm like, I texted you. I'm like, so what's going on? <laughs> I
0: know, right? I have a lot of girl. I mean, a lot of, um, uh, yeah, a lot of celebrity girls use my stuff. And um, I train with them still depending on what I'm working on. But like, on a, but yeah, because the truth of the matter is it gets results. And at the end of the day, people want results. Mm -hmm. And I try to program everything I do to be the most effective in the least amount of time. So how are you going to get the biggest bang for your buck? It doesn't matter if you're a celebrity, if you're famous, or if you're a housewife, it doesn't matter who you are. Results are the same. If you do the work and people don't have a lot of time, no matter who you are. And so what can I do in the least amount of time? And with badass body goals, you don't need much equipment. You have just the basics so that we that talked band. about, that, yep. and the bands, and like a couple of free weights, and you're really good to go. And you can journal all your all your there's pictures and, and ways mm-hmm. to show you how to do it. And like you could journal yourself, and you see yourself getting bigger, fat, like not bigger, I should say, faster, stronger, and see see the progression as you go.
1: And that's really want you want people to feel that. That joy mm-hmm. of feeling like they're stronger, they can do more, they're going to live longer, they're going to be healthier. Their mindset is Absolutely. in the right place. Where can people go for more information uh, on you or on the podcast?
0: Oh, okay. Well, they can go to The Real Jen Cohen um, on Instagram. Um, I believe I'm on Facebook, but I'm not really active on it, to be honest. They can go to Habits and Hustle, uh, the website. Oh, I think it's called Habits and Hustle Podcast. podcast. Um, and they can go to iTunes or Spotify. I'm, my my podcast Habits and Hustle is on a lot of different platforms. So, like I said, iTunes, Spotify, Stitched, I think too.
1: Yep, I'm 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 familiar with all of those as I have embraced this new world. Do you like podcasting? I <laughs> do you enjoy that part? Like me, I the do. Other side? That's actually such fascinating, excellent people that are giving me so
0: much information. They're help. They're giving me practical. T- takeaways for, mm-hmm. for my listeners to actually implement in their life they're not just talking in this like yeah like lala like dream world they're like do this do that do this don't do this and like people can actually implement it and what I do on my podcast is from every podcast whoever comes on I create a pdf of all the information that that person's talking about and then it's downloadable for all my listeners so it's not oh, just I've a passive listening situation yes
1: That's brilliant.
0: And and then they actually have something to take home with them or like, you know, download where they have the information in front of them. Because in, in today's time, everybody is so busy that they have to listen and then they don't remember what they've even listened to.
1: That's brilliant. I love yeah. that idea. I might steal that from you. I really do. Oh, I may. Even... No.
0: Habit Nest might be quite unhappy with
1: that. But <laughs> uh, it, no, it's just it's a smart idea because it's true. You people, they think they've listened to the information. They're like, oh, I want to remember that. And then you know, they finish their car ride, they go do their work, they come back, and they've forgotten what it was that exactly that you said. So I love that idea behind it, um, and it's true because as you said, that what you've learned from. The people on your podcast, I feel like I've had that from the twenty years of interviewing people on TV. Right, right. I feel I feel like I've lived the life I have because I've had the information from the guests and Absolutely. the trainers and people me, me, like people like you that I met that gave me ideas and. and I think that's why I've had so much information to work with my whole life is because I've had the chance to interview the people. So I'm glad you're enjoying that's it. True. It's been so nice to chat with you on this level. I've got to get my uh, myself out to LA. We need to hang out. I hope so. Yes. Please do, Leanne. It's been way too I know. long to see you in person. I know. And we can work out. <laughs> well, that was the thing. I'm like, we'll go. I'll work out. We'll work out together and then we'll go drink wine. It'll be perfect. That,
0: that sounds perfect. Yeah. Let's do it.
1: Uh, Jen, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations. I know, as you said, there's been a hundred failures to each of the successes, but it's been great to see the growth. And I love seeing when you have new books and new clients and new things coming out that, uh, that you're really making a mark. And I think people really appreciate the information that you're sharing.
0: Thank you, Leanne. It's a pleasure. I appreciate you having me on your show.
1: Awesome. Jen, have a great day. And thanks uh, to everyone who uh, listened to yet another episode of Living Your Life with Leanne Lang. Have a great day. I'm just going to press this. Yep. Oh, my God. Thank you. I was like, I was looking at the clock and I'm like, shit, she's got to get her lunch. You've got 12, you have 12 minutes to get there.
0: No, 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 I I love it. You're, you're great. You should actually do this for a living. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking.